Coming up, everyone, we're talking about traveling solo to Universal Orlando, live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is episode 70 of the Diz Unplugged Universal edition. <laughs> <laughs> The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. (laughs) The experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan your perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome (laughs) to another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined with... Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hey, everybody. Like and our new percussion section. Exactly. And then back on the controls, our very own Hi. associate producer, Rhino Sorry. Calvin. Clavin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I do actually own a shirt that says Calvin. Calvin, why do you keep calling me Calvin? That's all right. You're, you're one in... of many in my life. I like to uh, apologize for what happened during the opening credits. My computer has like a bug or a virus or something. And I was like... Man, I really hope that doesn't happen during the opening. And then it just did. So, if you're Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> you're listening, you didn't hear it. But if you're watching, man, I'm real sad right now that I'm going to have to go throw this piece of garbage away. Yeah, we'll just throw it away as soon as it's over. Um, yeah, so first off, everyone, uh, thank you for joining us today. We're going to have, a, I think, a very exciting episode. As I said, uh, we're talking about traveling uh, solo to Universal Orlando. So for those of you out there who, uh, That's Han who style. want to <laughs> find... Uh, you know, they want to take a trip by themselves, but they're uh, maybe a bit hesitant to do it at Universal. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to give you some uh, some some of the benefits that we think are uh, are good about traveling to Universal alone. But at the same time, too, we'll we'll talk about at least one negative I think out there that exists. But um, you know, we'll we'll see all that coming up. But before we get there, we have a, a couple things to just go over. Uh, first off, I want to apologize. Uh, the to anyone who's listening, this might sound a bit crazy in the background, uh, but the room right next to our studio is undergoing construction right now. So you're going to hear a lot of fun noises in the background, a lot of maybe hammering, some, a lot of grunts. drilling, <laughs> maybe some grunts. You never you never quite know what you're going to get here. Um, so and then I apologize because sometimes all of those noises trigger off the dog that's next door that you hear on some of the other shows. So uh, just, you know, really really just get get lost in these sounds you know because... what it feels like we're doing we're bringing back the drew carey sounds dangerous yeah, <laughs> so this is this is the our universal edition ode to the hollywood studio to drew carey yeah. yes and yeah. any anytime you hear a sound raise your right hand up in the air so that way everyone <laughs> thinks you're crazy um it's like our but yeah. healthy drinking game yeah i i apologize there's uh you know, sometimes you just have to make do with what's happening. And today we're going to have to do that. Um, you know, which we're going to squeeze those lemons right on into some lemonade. Yes. Like we always try to do with everything, including uh, I think we should bring it up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, got it. We should yep. bring this up first. I don't think we're all talking about the same thing, but probably I want to talk about the, the elephant in the room, the tension. That's between all of us. Oh, I thought I thought we were talking about the, that other guy. No, we'll we'll get there next. Okay, all right. Let's talk about the tension between us. So, for everyone <laughs> out there who doesn't know, uh, I was hoping everyone would be quiet long enough so I could just do one of these. Yeah. Uh, I, wait, you you spoke. I'll, okay, I was I was doing on. the awkward. Okay, one okay. more time. All right. So let's talk about that tension between us. Yeah, yeah, there's some massive, <laughs> massive tension between us. Um, I'm wondering th- which tension you're going to address, whether it's the the sexual tension between you and I that is apparent to you people <laughs> on the discords. Or the or, sexual tension between you and I. Or the sexual and tension between you and Rhino. Yeah. Well, uh, for everyone out there, I uh, <laughs> my marriage is a complete sham. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I, I, it's been two months of misery. Yeah, it's been, you know... <laughs> Kylie's been good about playing along with it, but really, JL and I... Uh, it's on. JL oh, and I, I are a couple, whereas <laughs> I've got Rhino in the back, who 
I mean, we've also had something on the side too. It's a really You're just messy a hot love ticket triangle. item in general, Craig. And so you know, I side I treat, lady dog. I treat Rhino like <laughs> crap because I want to make sure that no one can find out about our relationship. <laughs> it's all a big Craig, cover up. You know what started playing in my head? My heart will go on. Mm. <laughs> our song. It's beautiful. That is our song. Uh, <laughs> Hold me but, like you did in the lakes of Naboo, where there was nothing but our love. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so, all joking aside, um, we we have received quite a bit of comments and messages uh, on last week's show in particular about there was something off with our group. And, uh, you know, there's, a lot of times I get ones that, you know, I hate Rhino and stuff like that. I, I think I've addressed it before. I'll address it one more time. Rhino is one of my greatest friends that I have right now. I work with him at least once a week outside of doing this and talk to him quite a bit. There's rarely a day that goes by that we're not texting about something just as friends, not even having to do with work. Mm-hmm. I am a sarcastic a-hole. Mm-hmm. That is me. I understand that it, it rubs some people the wrong way. But I am not saying anything on purpose to hurt Rhino's feelings, and I don't think his feelings have ever been hurt by anything I said, except when I said I don't love you mm. anymore. Well, when you st- that day you stopped letting me, you said, "That's enough. I don't want to hear Celine Dion no more." <laughs> um, last week, I will say I don't in the room. I don't think any of us felt off, but at the same time, too. We had just all come off of doing multiple days of the Daily Fix in a yeah. row. Ooh, our first week. Um, it, for me, it started on Sunday with a Sunday test, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then also being the third show we had to record after two shows mm-hmm. on Wednesday, or Tuesday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. plus all the Daily Fixes. Yep. We are being really run down right now um <laughs> not in a bad way we're all enjoying what we we are doing and oh, if yeah. you haven't checked out the daily fix yet go to uh go to wdwinfo.com slash daily fix to catch up on the news every day monday through friday uh at noon they'll I, be released i do actually have a question about that i wanted to ask before the show uh will it be up on monday because monday's a holiday yeah Okay, I I I, I, ass, I assumed so. The Diz does not follow. We, we don't get days off yeah. for Martin Luther King. We birthday. we get we get the big days off at the Diz. So we have Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's, yeah. all that, yeah. etc. Uh, but you know, in terms of typical bank holidays, yeah. No, we we will we will sacrifice ourselves on Martin Luther King Day. Throw ourselves on the altar of theme park entertainment. Exactly. Yes. Yes, we will. We will be here for you. Um, so I think did did anyone else want to say anything about that, or did I make the point clear enough that we all yeah. really enjoy each other? Yeah. What was that? <laughs> oh, sexually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was debating about whether to say it, but then it just started coming out, and I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> Fantastic. He abandoned abandoned that mid word. Well, I try to, I try to always, this is a segue into the next thing we're going to talk about. I always try to say that like Snape says, you know, so I always try to go sexually. That's a little more Frankenfurter. I'm sorry for everybody that's listening. Speaking of Snape. Yeah. uh, With, I'm sure pretty much everyone out there has seen it at this point, but uh, we all woke up. Well, the people who wake up late in the day woke up to some unfortunate news that Alan Rickman has passed away from cancer at the age of 69. Um, Same as Bowie. Same as David Bowie this week. And it's been a really, really terrible week uh, for everyone out there who's a fan of both of them. Uh, For the Universal Edition, at least, I want to say it really has an impact on us because, well, you've heard how much we talk about harry potter itself beyond yeah. just the wizarding world of harry potter so this this is a big loss it sucks that in at universal the only real reference to to snape and alan rickman would be inside the forbidden journey queue uh the regular queue as you pass through the the first corridor there you pass snape's office hidden kind of back in yeah. the corner and that's really all the love that he he truly got out of it. Maybe and they'll do something nice, you know. That's with what that. I was that wondering. Would, Maybe now they'll cute. put some yeah. kind of 
memorial type. Well, that, thing I sent a tweet out. out today to let people know if anyone goes there and sees that someone like flowers tried to or threw flowers yeah. or a tribute or something to it to to tweet a picture at us so we could get it out there. But uh, it's you know that though it sucked. Well, it's it's hard because because think about I was you know I was thinking about it in our lives and our history you know obviously Die Hard was his big break in film and um, you know and who wasn't introduced that like you you know we're the same age so our parents showed it to us I'm sure at the same time or a friend or something and then then my mom loved the Robin Hood movie which was his like next real big role and um, it's it's hard because so I'm, I'm he's. And then when I was like 15, 14 or 15, like Galaxy Quest came out. And who doesn't love that movie? Well, it's amazing. I was, you know? I want to say I, I must have been in seventh grade whenever that came out. Yeah, I think it was in eighth or ninth um, grade. Because I remember it was, my mom used to go out and rent movies for me. Like if I said I didn't know what I wanted, but she knew I still needed to pass the time, she would rent movies. And I remember her picking up Galaxy Quest for me. And it was like the day that... My junior high class was all going to a local amusement park, Kennywood, for a field trip. But I wasn't going to it. I stayed at home because it was like an extra one on a Saturday. And I watched it, not not knowing, knowing anything, anything about, about it. it, just yeah. that it was a Tim Allen movie. And it is, like, literally one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I remember seeing day. it in the movie theater. Kind of also in that same where I was like, oh, Tim Allen movie. And seeing it and just being, like, blown away by that by how funny it is, but how great of an actual film all by itself it is too. Like, it's just a wonderful and you know, and he really makes it in that. And then obviously, like you said, we've talked about Harry Potter. So it's just kind of like, he's had these moments, these massive moments for us. And who doesn't love actually love actually too. Every time I, I eat know. yogurt, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, are you going to cover it in yogurt? Um, uh, actually tonight, Kylie and I said, we'd, that's what you're we'd doing. Be watching that. I'm doing, I'm doing galaxy quest. I got it off the shelf are this you morning. Done? In the flashiest of flashes. <laughs> <laughs> and he scoops the, uh, scoops the flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, it's just, it's, uh, it's, he's been around for so many of our like formative years. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And so it really feels like the law, like, I don't know why it just feels deep inside. I don't know. It, it hurts. It yeah. Hurts. And moving back to a Harry Potter standpoint on it. Uh, if, you haven't been paying attention out there. I think Rhino already mentioned it once, but a lot of the people around the Harry Potter universe have been uh, making their voices heard on Alan Rickman, oh, including yeah. J.K. Rowling, uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, James and Oliver Phelps both tweeted out a message this morning. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll try to compile them to well, to put it together. Make sure you throw in, because my favorite thing that I, that I put on uh, Facebook, too, is the, um, the quote that he has about he... When he's 80, yeah. he'll hope to be sitting in a rocking chair, and he'll be reading Harry Potter, and his family will come up to him and say, after all this time, and he'll say, always. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, God, I'm going to start making myself sad again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's very sad. It's a good, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so just, you know, reflect on that, everybody. We never know when the people in our lives are going to come and go, so yeah. just Rest take a peace, moment. Alan Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Got well, me real sad. Yeah, no, that, that there's, there's no good segue at this point. So, you so just speaking have to of move. sad, <laughs> traveling alone. <laughs> well, no, before we get there, we have a couple other things. Let's talk about sad. Um, <laughs> Sadness. So this is just, this is beyond us. This is actually going over and pulling from Disney World. I'm sorry. A lot of this stuff I just found today. So this isn't like a formal buzz. It's a very informal buzz. Um, on the fly. On the, on, Breaking on the fly news. buzz. Yeah. Uh, apparently... Uh, posters on WDW Magic, as well as Jim Hill, have both confirmed, or not not officially confirmed, but heard from their sources, that the NBA experience at Disney Springs is no longer going to happen. Oh, thank oh, God. My. Meaning that that, uh, granted, we all knew that it was going to be different from the atrocity, besides the towering cheesecake, uh, that we had at Universal City Walk. We we all knew that that wouldn't it would be different, but wouldn't play well. But apparently, something along the line, uh, somewhere along the line, someone else figured it out too, and that project is supposed to be, supposedly not happening anymore, which I think is absolutely wonderful. So, other than our assumption that they decided it was a bad idea, we don't actually have any more concrete reasoning for this being pushed to the wayside. I haven't seen anything else about it. I just caught that blip 
and okay. I think it's. I wonder if great. Keep, Hopefully, uh, we can follow up on it. Keep the um, uh, whatever it is, Disney Quest open a little longer for that. I, I have no idea. I think it's still closing. However, um, leading back into it, along with that. One of the big rumors about what would happen to NBA City, we've talked about a multitude from it, uh, from Cheesecake Factory factory <laughs> to a potential uh, chocolate kind of restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm unofficially, officially being told that it potentially will be the chocolate restaurant. That's oh. the official thing going in. I know that's the that's right now <laughs> is in the number one spot, but I have heard from someone who... Uh, who is slightly in the know we that know. has been confirmed. Uh, so I'm glad it's something cool. That has got to be the most, <laughs> like, the statement I know, it that makes I've heard no with sense. the most loopholes in it with, I've unofficially, officially been told that maybe there might be possibly this slight chance of probability that... Okay, well, <laughs> A, I want to protect my source. Don't quote me on I it, have, but quote me I want it. to protect my source. B, at the same time, I know he watches the show, so I don't... Not all uh, of them, sometimes. I know. So I don't want him to get mad at me or her. No, no, <laughs> now I know. I don't want him or her to get mad at me. For saying something that they may or may not that have they may said or may not have said so about the I'm possibility saying, of the slight chance that but we're as, not certain, but <laughs> as we've learned from your what you just said about Disney Springs, anything can change still. So it's, it, it might not even happen. So yeah. Oh, a- anything could still happen. But if it does However, happen, you heard it here first. <laughs> I think we are so we are to expect a chocolate style restaurant. Um, which I guess those are getting very popular. Sweet, uh, like sweet shop restaurants and chocolate restaurants where they didn't mm-hmm. they put something at um, I Drive Three Hundred and Sixty yeah. has yeah one now. the one from Vegas, uh, the Sugar Factory yeah yeah. So I'm I'm you know I'm hit or miss on chocolate. There's some days where I can be a chocolate monster, and other days where I just don't want any at all, and I don't even I don't, want to look at it. So I don't really like chocolate, but like I like white chocolate. Uh, but I'm just, it's not something I like crave, but I think I like the idea that it's something, another like cool yeah. dining experience. Like, I look forward there. to part of it. Maybe there's something with like, uh, you know, like Aztec chocolate where it has that bit of spice and. So you guys uh, are looking for a unique experience is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. But this again is going yeah. into, <laughs> this is, would be something going into Disney Springs and has nothing to do with Universal. No, no this going is into, going into NBA City. Yeah. Oh. That was the segue going from NBA experience got shut down is now not going to happen at Disney Quest. Boo-hoo to them. We got rid of it, and we're getting a chocolate restaurant instead. I am glad that we clarified because I was lost. In yeah, otherwise, we, I mean, that's just a whole Disney world. Well, I was kind of wondering why we were going down that track. <laughs> well, I guess apparently, I'm, I was just on the wrong train. Maybe I didn't connect the bridge. <laughs> As just opposed to burning it. lyrics a little better. Maybe I didn't connect four. There you go. All right. Um, well, you're on the City Walk food area. Just mm-hmm. real quick, I went to um, to do a celebrate with some Florida friends who did not get to celebrate with my with me with my birthday. This was within the four days. Um, I went back to um, sports bar and NBC. I'm sorry. I always and even the guy NBC was like, sports. "Why are you calling it that?" Grill and brew. Grill and brew. Brill and, and grew. And sorry. I, I have to say. Excellent again. Everything was excellent. And uh, I there was a meatloaf, a Cuban meatloaf sandwich. Mm. If you have not had this, it's the thing you must do next. Um, so it's I, real I good. And I got that cake list, fed me for three days. I, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Nothing can crave my hunger, cure my hunger. Sometimes I don't know what to do with the two of you. <laughs> this is called stalling for time. <laughs> you, you remember something? we talked about that yesterday? Yeah. Oh, stalling yeah. for I time. Don't, I don't um, think of that yet. I can keep talking about it. No, no, no. We're we're good on that. So I'm my time stalling has been complete. So uh, let's actually start talking about some universal stuff. Still not traveling solo Imagine yet. Imagine that. <laughs> These ones will be quick. Just a little blip uh, for anyone in the parks today, <laughs> yesterday, uh, potentially tomorrow. Still, I don't know how long it's happening. But uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt has <gasps> been filming at oh. Universal. Oh uh, my so, god. Oh. Ellie Kemper has been spotted there, uh, who plays the character role of uh, 
Kimmy yeah. Schmidt. She was in the ball pit at Kid Zone. Lisa Kudrow <gasps> is there too. What? It's part of it. She was seen Get riding uh, Rip Ride Rocket. And then uh, was- Tina Fey, who writes the show, is also on is at property. I know they were also Tina and Lisa were seen at the Tequila Cave what the at Epcot toast. yesterday. Oh, oh my but goodness. yeah, so they're they're all around right now. I don't know how much of the cast is actually there, but at least those three are there. And no new I mean, if I could put on my stocking glasses tonight, I would definitely go over there for a chance to see Ellie Kemper. Yeah, I know it's a, it's kind of bizarre to say like, oh, Tina Fey's there. I'm not a huge fan of her. What about uh, Lisa, Kudrow? Uh, Lisa Kudrow, but Lisa Kudrow, yeah, still not like I love Friends, but she's not say, my favorite on, friend Katie. at all. But uh, Ellie she's Kemper's, no she's no Chandler. Ellie Kemper, it's Aaron in the Office, is just pure. What would comedic you say? Brilliance. Okay, what'd you say to her? What, what would I me, say to give her? Give me a good one line that you'd say to her. Would it be a quote from the office? I, she would be one of the ones that I wouldn't know. I couldn't say anything to her. Yeah. It would just be that, you like, you look like and this. smile. Sorry about those uh, partridges in your car. <laughs> no, not those. <laughs> what does he put in her car? Goose. Geese. Oh. I, I just, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to speak. It would just be like, <laughs> She's like the same age as us, I too. would get that she way with a little Lisa older. Kudrow. A little I, older. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you do. But she looks younger. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the. Oh, that's sorry. the cue to move along. Okay. Every no, everything is like still weird around me because it's like as soon as I stop for a second, then I hear a hammer, and you're talking, and <laughs> not that I'm comparing you to a hammer. If but, I had yeah, a hammer, but we stop while we're ahead. Here. We've said it before. We'll say it again. It's great that they're still doing actual filming and production at Universal Orlando, and it seems like they're getting better and better with each. You know what's really thing being filmed there. Interesting about that too is that I didn't think this show had anything to do with Universal because I thought that NBC had passed on this show and that's how Netflix got it because they originally had been the ones who were developing it and Netflix said we'll take it if you But don't isn't want it. it still being produced by Lauren Michaels? Oh yeah, maybe. So, maybe you're right. So so that so it must still fall into like it's a Universal show that's a Netflix show. Yeah. I I think I'm on positive it's still cool. You never know what the ties really cool. of Hollywood, because yeah. like Mindy Project is filmed on the sound stages of Universal, yet it was shown on Fox and now is shown on Netflix. So, yeah, it's all crazy. Or not Netflix, Hulu. Sorry. Well, I know mistake. it's the whole. It's it's not the it's who where it's shooting is not who owns it. Who's not who owns yeah. the studio that plays it. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't I don't want anyone to write us an email and tell me about it again. <laughs> okay, last thing. Last thing, I promise. This was literally breaking news before we went on there. Uh, It's not huge in order to plan your trip, but it was still interesting. Uh, Sandra Pettuccini. Sarah? Sandra? Sandra. Sandra. Sorry. It's like a nice Italian dinner. Uh, She posted an article on Orlando Sentinel. Now we have one on our site. Uh, Plans surfaced through the uh, South Florida Water Management District uh, that shows that Universal is planning on building a separate tram slash bus road that's dedicated just to getting people from the south parking structure to a site south of uh, Sapphire Falls that will be the dedicated way to get to Volcano Bay, the Wait, water theme park that's opening up in 2017. The new parking structure that's being built? Is that the one you're no, referring no, no, to or the it, current one? It's They're building a road from the south parking structure. So, because there's two right now. There's two right there. There's the north parking structure, and then there's the south parking structure. So there will be a loop around the south parking structure where people will be able to park there to go to Volcano Bay, and then they'll board a bus hmm. or a tram, and that will take them to right below Sapphire Falls, where then they'll go under a pedestrian tunnel, and then they'll be at Sapphire Falls or at Volcano Bay, which is right below uh, to the south of cabana bay interesting so i think that is interesting and i wonder if they will use that in some way to play into the theming of you know transporting you to their new little water park land it's very interesting the first thing i kind of thought about it is god that seems like kind of a hassle to get there but at the same time too uh because you know a lot of people go to water parks i've seen it like disney ones where they're basically ready to go all dressed up in their stuff and yeah. And then they just walk right in. Whereas right. this isn't 
this isn't that far off from like Disneyland where their parking lots aren't very close at all to any of the parks. You basically have to take a shuttle to get there mm-hmm. if you don't want to walk. Um, so it's not like unheard of that people have to take shuttles. Heck, look at the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's it's out there. But for a water park, you know, that's just kind of it's something about it seems a little off putting to me. Maybe not to everyone else out well, there. Maybe I'm I mean, in the minority. I think I'm going to reserve my judgment. Just kind of wait and see how they pull it off. Because like I said, if they can somehow pull it into the anticipation of the arrival at the park, the way that. Magic Kingdom's original intention was, you know, you go yeah. to the trams, but then you have to take the monorail or the ferry boat to cross over this big thing to arrive at the magical place. Um, and then you do feel like you are somewhere totally other than where you were when you were in the parking lot. Yeah. If they're able to do something like that, then maybe it's not such a bad thing, except for it is inconvenient because yeah. well, it I, takes a while to get to your car. My thing is they, they announced this as being like, Something that's a not what was the wording they used? It they, wasn't. It's not a water when they park. Came out with it's their a, a water exper- theme park. Water theme park. Yes, so that's and they said we it was a new type don't. of experience that had never been done before yep. for water parks. But it's still going to have water park elements to it. Well, that's and, all, what I was trying to say is that it's just it, we don't know yet because yeah. we don't know what that means necessarily. So you could. I'm not saying like it's like well you can go in your regular clothes, but there it's just you know what I'm saying like well, we don't know what it, the experiences encompass. Yeah, just because yet. let's say people get soaked and then they're riding back on the tram to go back to their car in soaking wet clothes, and then yeah, and you then know you it, it starts getting that gross factor into it. So it's all very, it's all very interesting to me. But again, yeah, yeah we do have to wait to see until we actually know what all is in Volcano yeah, Bay. I just had a gross thought. You don't want to sit on a tram seat if it's already oh. wet from somebody else's. No, that's like butt wetness. That's like the scary. I hate getting on like Splash Mountain whenever you look down and you see the seats already wet. Yeah. It's like you know that's not pee or anything. It's just from the ride, but it's still that mental thing. You know, it's wet. <laughs> Diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> Diarrhea film. It's diarrhea, Phil, isn't it? <laughs> Boom, still got it. Okay. Any more thoughts on that? Nope. Okay, let's start riding solo. Uh, traveling solo. Han. Travel. Okay. Sorry. Be, okay, I'm done here. with it. I'm done with it. Han solo. <laughs> okay. Han solo. We know what you're doing. Han solo. Got it. Ben. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we, we've gotten this question a multitude multitude of times, perhaps once, maybe twice in our <laughs> lifetime of being a show together. Uh, but it's a good question nonetheless. And I know uh, it, it's been brought up in times just conversations between ourselves. Uh, how do you feel about going to the parks alone? Not necessarily just uh, Universal in this case, but Disney. Um, I, I know it differs for everyone, but for me personally... I am a huge fan of going to the parks by myself. And I'll, I'll be quite honest, um, unless I know I'm going with like a, a date with Kylie or I know the three of us are going to like do a review or just generally being ridiculous in some way going through. And uh, I, I would prefer to just go by myself all the time. Um, and we'll get into the reason why I see it as uh, a benefit. But before we get started here, what what are y'all's opinions on traveling to parks? Do you prefer solo, alone, a mixture of both? Let's hear it. JL? I like a mixture of both um, because I don't like to be alone all the time. I like the idea of sharing experiences with people. I think ultimately that's my preferred way of doing things in general, not just theme parks, but life in general. But at the same time, I have done the parks by myself regularly. And equally, that can be very relaxing. When you are doing the parks with people, there's a stress factor added there that is not necessarily there when you're by yourself. So both have pros and cons. I'm appreciative of both ways of doing it. And I I like the mix because then I feel... Well-rounded and balanced. Yes, Mr. Solo in the back. I like to be alone. I don't. Uh, but I, <laughs> I, um, I, 
I don't know. You know, my word for this year is independence because there was an event. It was after your wedding that I got back in time and I was like, man, I could go to this, but I have no one to go with. And I didn't end up going because of it. I'm a little angry at myself because there was a surprise guest at this event that I would have met. And um, I'm kicking myself a little bit. And so I said, you know, what? I don't want things like that to happen anymore. So I want to be comfortable doing stuff alone. And, and I went to California alone in October I mean, that doesn't really count because I had friends there. But I, it, working here, starting the way I did and being sent out to do videos, that's when I was in the park alone a lot. And um, I think I started becoming more comfortable. Like, it, it allows you to kind of just, like, look around. You can move at your own pace. And um, it's not something, like, I don't want to always go alone. I do feel weird about doing rides by myself. But there are days where I'm like, I just like to walk around and – just yeah. like take it, take it in. You know, there's some. Sometimes you just want to walk somewhere different. You know, yeah, I, I totally get it. I think uh, before going in and starting to talk about some of the benefits, we can talk about uh, the one major negative in all this. Maybe we'll discuss. Uh, we'll discover some more as we're going along with this. But I think the main negative is that you do lose that shared experience yeah. um, aspect to it, where I, I think everyone in the world has that that one one or two stories where something just incredible like unthinkable happened to them and you know at least there's someone right there that you can always go back to and be like oh do you remember that one time uh you know i it's it's a lot tougher for us i think especially being in our world where we get to do a lot of very unique things we make a lot of those shared experiences uh more often than than other people do sometimes which is a great benefit of having this job but yeah it's i i do hate whenever you have those like one of a kind amazing things happen and you're the only one there to I, yeah. experience it and then you feel like uh so like my my big one for that not on universal but just in general was uh, whenever I, whenever I was out two years ago, almost three years ago now, at the premiere of World of Color: Winter Dreams at, at Disneyland, specifically Disney California Adventure, I got to interview Josh Gad. Um, Tom Bell was kind of a little bit behind me since I had the camera. I was doing the interview, so I was closer up, and he was he was a little further off in the back. Um, and then Kylie was like way far away, held behind like all the security and everyone trying to watch what was happening. So in that moment, it was it was like one of these things where because I was alone there doing it, I don't I can't really like freak out with someone like it happened. Like Kylie can kind of cooperate as well as Tom about like, oh, you're right there. But that's it's a singular thing for me. And it would have been great to have like I've got someone a, right there beside me. Yeah. Good counter moment for this. Up. Yeah. When I saw so. Dick Van Dyke. I did that all by myself because yeah. it was it was literally in that one window the entire weekend that I didn't have anything to do for one hour. You That's know, a good well, point. and I was supposed to be like, you know, I was doing like an overview as I was going, and I was like, okay, I've got this amount of time, and I've got to move through this line, and and I, I honestly, I know it's weird, but the only one I would really want it was probably my mom would have been the only one who it would have been nice to have her there with. But at the same time, I don't, it didn't ruin an experience for me because it just became so overwhelming in the moment itself that, like, let's say you had been there with me. I, w and I wouldn't have necessarily felt robbed. I think I would have been a little more confident because somebody else would have been there with me. So I think, you know, I work well bouncing off of another person. But it was also this, like, thing I have yeah, it would be like nobody us. else does. Yeah, and it, let's say I was there. Then we would be able to be, like, freaking out about it right, exactly. for the rest of our lives together. Like which, we did with Harrison Ford. And exactly. When we were at the Star Wars one, that was fun because we were there together and we yes. were both like, no, he's not going to walk out here. We became like five-year-old kids while we were watching this panel. Well, exactly. I think that there's some sort of psychology in our society where our, like, our, our experiences seem more valid. They're validated in some way when you share them with other people. Um, so I think that's kind of what you guys are getting at there. But if you are out there solo people don't get all depressed because there's this wonderful thing called social media these days where if you don't have somebody this and you know maybe this is just making me sound sad and pathetic but you know I am by myself a lot as a single mom and so um I 
kind of do go to social media for that type of experience when it's not immediately available to me so that I am sharing my experiences with my friends that are on Facebook or Twitter and interacting in that way as well. Okay. No, I, I no, I no. Just brought everything to a screeching no, halt No, you absolutely here, but... didn't. That's a good point that I didn't think about. Uh, in this age, you know, I, I, I know it because I follow a lot of our the friends we've made through Does Unplugged uh, on Twitter and especially on Facebook since there's that joint where they post stuff, we post stuff, we all get to see it. Um, but I absolutely... You know, I understand that it's if you're posting on social media while you're going along and there's people actually interacting with you mm-hmm. with you as you go along, you're never you're never quite alone. Yeah. In the physical sense, you're right there. Yeah. You're alone because they're happening solely to you. But but these are A's, you know, we've got things like Periscope now. Yeah. So you people can, in a sense, be with you in real time in the moment as those things are happening, even when you are solo. So maybe this is kind of like a cool way of t- having the advantages of being solo without some of the I, disadvantages. I have a reverse on this point, too. Oh. So I actually hate things like Periscope. I don't hate Periscope. I, I mean, like, as, as a tool for us in our line of work. It's wonderful. Like Steve and I were going to periscope, periscope the um, uh, great movie ride the other day. And I was like, you know what? If I was at my office in some random state in the middle of the – and I got this email and I was able to like tune in and be like, I'm on the great movie ride right now. How cool. Like I'm with people. I, I like it like that. However, if I'm on my vacation, I don't – I y- there's a there's – a, some article was released or something like that but saying that because you're doing everything through the phone – like that and you're viewing it through another lens like you it has less of an impact on you and therefore it stays it doesn't have that it can't have the same impact and it won't stay with you as long so that's in in pro of being alone and and just soaking it in and saying okay i'm not taking a picture right now i'm not taking a video I'm just going to do this. You're going to be in the moment. Right. And and it's hard to find that balance sometimes, but yeah, well, there is. Yeah. you know, I I think you should if you're one of those people that only do that, challenge yourself to be the other way. Yeah. And if you're the other way, challenge yourself to just sit and enjoy it and be like this is the experience I'm having and not sharing it. Well, I think it also depends on what type of experience um, you get fulfillment from because maybe the maybe the experience you get fulfillment from is the interaction with other people because of the moment that you're in. But I definitely see what you're saying as well, the flip side of it. But in that sense, you're not, I guess, in bringing it up in the first place, I was just trying to say that what we have noted as a negative of being alone isn't necessarily no. a negative. It doesn't have to be a negative. Yeah, we no, got to think being alone is a to take all of this with an asterisk on it that uh, there are pluses and minuses to every point that we're going to bring up. And uh, on the the same time with it, you know, our opinions are always going to vary to other people's opinions. I know there are people out there who just don't want to do anything alone. And then there's the people out there who uh, would rather just sit at home and hide away by themselves. Sometimes that's a lot of times that's me. I, well, I, I can relate to those people too. Like I have uh, a lot of anxiety problems. Um, and one of them is I uh, am too, I, I feel like overly perceptive to the point where not, it doesn't become paranoia, but I can't stop my brain from thinking about what the people around me are thinking about. Yeah. And so it becomes when you're alone, I think like, well, if I'm, you know, am I judging me or are they judging me? And, you know, and it becomes a point where you have to say like, I don't care. I mean, and I've it's hard to get to that him. point. <laughs> what? I've seen this firsthand with Rhino. Yes, uh, you have. It's going to embarrass him, but. Uh, he's he he will only use a stall if we're going to the restroom oh, somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, and and I'm gonna let you know. Me <laughs> using that stall though, that's a big move because well, until like 2000, I think it was until I moved here, I would never use a public restroom, even if it was a stall or whatever. Now I'm like, I gotta pee. I gotta pee. I have some news for you, Craig. Yeah. I only use a stall when I go to the restroom as well. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> Okay. I can't, I, but that's one of the reasons why I can't use the urinal because yeah. I think to myself, now they're judging me. I've been standing here too long. Nothing's happened. Now they think I'm being inappropriate. <laughs> like, well, get I, I me think, out of this. I helpful. think this is maybe out uh, outside yeah. of the. <laughs> so, back to traveling solo. Well, now that we're min- off potty that, talk, the, the, I'm just I'm relating to that mental aspect of being like the crushing fear of what everybody else is. I got, you know? I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, God, now what are you guys thinking so, about me? 
Now let's talk about those benefits that I see. And we are going to kind of bounce around with my original list that I wanted to do. Uh, it's already gotten brought up a couple times, so let's talk about it. Uh, I, I think the first big thing is time management. Whenever you are traveling solo through a theme park, time management is so much better because unless you're a mega, mega planner and your whole family's on board with you or all your group of friends is on board with you uh, with your craziness of where you want to go when you want to be here, there, that place, you don't have to worry about that so much and letting people down whenever you're traveling solo because you're alone. Exactly. You don't have to worry about you know your three children that need to make potty stops every 10 minutes and one that can't because he's too afraid to use the restroom and that and um, (laughs) that happened to me at bush gardens as a kid i wouldn't go 24 hours i went without anything coming out of my body we are still back on rhino's potty habits um okay or you know who's hungry and needs a snack so even though you've got the plan you're trying to keep you know you're adhered to you have to you know accommodate the unexpected hunger pang of your six-year-old or whatnot yeah i And the whole reason why I wanted to discuss this one is I I love traveling with my family. I love anytime they come down to visit me at the theme parks. But the the main thing that I've yelled at all of them about, too, is whenever we get together in a group, uh, now that my sister and I live down here and we don't have to plan vacations, we don't have to plan out all those details. So they get down here and just like, okay, well, what what do we want to do? They won't make the decision. It's like, well, I know what I want to do, but I don't know what you want to do. And you're not telling me what you want to do. And I know that they want to do something different, but they're not speaking up because they don't (laughs) want to offend the group. And it is so freaking frustrating. Whereas whenever you go alone, you don't have to worry about that. Your schedule is whatever you want to make it. And uh you know, our, everyone does something different. I go in, even whenever I'm going by myself, I'm going in with my camera in my hand and I'm, I'm trying to look for that because that's the enjoyment that I get out of theme parks. Whenever it's something new for the first time, uh, you know, sometimes I have that like dying urge that I want to, I want to get it on film right away. I want to take pictures of it. Uh, other times I get the mental reality check of enjoy it the first time do it the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, you know, that's with, with my habits of how I like to travel around a theme park that doesn't work all the time with my family, unless they want to put up with me going around and having sure. to do that, which sometimes they do well, because you guys have different um, agendas. Yes. We all have different agendas. And for me, that's, well, you know, I'm not saying I prefer to travel solo to a theme park, but you know, I, I almost think to myself, maybe the first time I get to see an overseas, uh, specifically Asian theme park, as much as I want to experience that with other people, maybe I want to do that by myself, something that I'm I'm doing alone so I know I can do it the way that I want to do it and not have to worry about letting other people down, especially for a trip that might be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. That's that delicate balance. That's fundamentally, you're saying it's kind of cool because you get to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt about like when I went by myself in October, I I was like, oh, I feel bad. But then I was like, you know what? I can do that movie stuff that I want to do that. It's hard to find somebody who wants to do that stuff. Like who's so fascinated by the footprints, you know, or, or like yeah. the, the, the walkers or like, I just wanted to walk on the beach. I want to do something stupid. Like I just wanted to put my feet in the water. I wanted to go have like a burger at a cool place, you know? And some people are like, no, we've got to do a theme park. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And I'm like, and our first trip to Disneyland, I, was mostly separated from the group for mm-hmm. for large portions of it, and that was my first kind of alone in a new place. And I, I, I to be honest with you, as, as afraid or as like nervous as I was, I was too swept up in being like brand new, brand new, brand new. I want to see all this stuff and like going to find, being able to run around ADD and then go with that person afterwards who knows everything about it. And I I think it's hard because some people have, didn't have a lot of patience for me to be able to be like, yeah. I, I didn't take it all in yet. And the flip side of that, you know, you're talking about how you like it because you're not held back by other people. Yeah. Um, I've actually, some of my favorite times of touring the parks by myself have been my favorite times because I didn't have to worry about being pushed yeah. by other people. Um, this isn't a universal park, so forgive me, but like 
I've gone to the park and just spent 45 minutes watching the dolphins swim at the Living Seas in Epcot because I have found that to be very relaxing and soothing. And I didn't have to worry about it um, bothering anybody else or feeling pressure to please anyone else because I wasn't with anybody else. Uh, So here's I know that you said it, that that wasn't. Uh, a universal park and a lot of what we just mentioned doesn't necessarily apply only to universal. Uh, so the benefit of time management and being solo at universal in that regards is universal is such islands of adventure and universal studios, Florida. They are such unique parks in their own mind. Uh, a lot of the Disney parks are, they're designed for families of all ages. Everyone can enjoy everything. Universal, we know that's not true. Uh, some people can go to Universal and they can only do one aspect of it. They can only walk around and see the scenery and get lost in the theming. Other people only want to go there to do the thrill aspect of it because they have the family-friendly stuff down the street. Um, I think Universal, that's where the benefit of coming in as a solo traveler really plays out because you know what will best suit you. Maybe it is everything. Maybe it's only getting lost in their theming, which in some areas of the park, you will get more lost in their theming than you will at any other Disney park. I was going to say that some of the experiences at Universal are so immersive that if you want to have that really deep immersive experience unless you are with someone that is on the same page as you that wants to share that uh that experience to that depth it's going to be very very difficult to do it i think of like the interactive wand experience in diagon alley for example if you don't have a person with you that is all full-on hardcore let's just explore this to the hilt in Diagon Alley, you're going to get pulled elsewhere and you're not going to actually be able to have the experience that you truly wanted to have. Yeah, no. And I, my first time in Diagon Alley, I was there with uh, Sean whenever we went and covered it and we walked in together and we first had that like gaping moment. And then I went in line for Gringotts where he was walking around doing everything else. And then once I finally got out of line after being evac'd off the ride, then there was this mad fury of him being like, oh, you got to see this, you got to see this, you got to see this. But, you know, in that moment, it's like, I just, I want to, I need to, this is so immersive. The details are so great. I need to do this almost by myself. You need to take it in and you need to process it alone sometimes. And, and I think Universal but it's, is so big on that with areas like the Wizarding World yeah. and Simpsons and just they speak to people every, in different ways. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not just a one way. It's just what, like you said, Diagon Alley. Like I could be so, like I'm a fan of all the signs, like all the yeah. um, the the writing everywhere, and I like to find it. And I find that I'm still very surprised by a lot of stuff in there all the time, every day. As much as we talk about it, like there's still a thing. And or like Simpsons, like maybe I just want to go have a duff beer sit at that outside bar and just watch people yeah you know it's fun to watch other people too sometimes so let's kind of lead that into the next one uh you know obviously you choose what you want to do throughout the day that is a great benefit the next thing i think is a great benefit of it is the attention that you can get um (laughs) yes and what do you mean oh oh there we go you don't know what i mean yeah tell me um i know this firsthand from working in a theme park and i've also experienced it myself and we got a lovely email from our friend shane about it as well too for some reason whenever you travel solo as as a team member and a cast member i could pick it out and i know people still do to this day you just have that sense whenever you know someone's there alone and you they go out of their way to actually make you feel a part of it. I, I mean, like you respect that's true. them. You respect it, you know? Yeah, that, it's true of any family that seems like they're maybe not having the best time, that they'll you'll go that extra mile to try to pull it in and try to make everything okay for them. But whenever you see that person that is just alone wandering around, it's something about it snaps that you want to show them that extra bit of well, attention. What's great is when it is one person, it's a lot easier yes. to, to do that too for them to create that extra magic or to accommodate if universal them. has yeah. a word for it. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's what we would do at Disney. We'd be like, Oh, you're one person. Like I can just sneak one person. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you can always just sneak one person, something, you know? Yeah. Some of the be best like, conversations I've ever had with cast members or team members, uh, specifically team members at universal, um, were whenever I was actually alone. It just, I don't know what sets it off, but 
something does where they know that okay, I can see you by yourself. Um, well, they they'll, and, they'll extend the conversation yeah. with you because there's not a group trying to pull you away now or whatever. Like at California, I did the same thing with the cast members there. Like you want to, I don't. Now it sounds sad, but I like you want to make a friend. I don't know. It's not. It's not sad at all. Um, I'm gonna relate this into the email that Shane sent us. Uh, we've we've talked the about birthday. him on the show before, um, but he read he wrote in regards to the birthday buttons that we talked about last week. Uh, And he said, hey, y'all, you had a lively debate about birthday buttons last week, and I wanted to add my two cents, especially as a single solo traveler. I actually have to disagree with Rhino. If you wanted the birthday button, you should have gotten it from Guest Relations. You're dead to me, Uh, Uh, Excuse me. Then your website, your restaurant website should not ask me, are we celebrating something? What's the point of knowing? I doubt they have any at the hostess stand at Mythos. Also, I've been going to Universal on the date of my birthday for a few years uh, now specifically because I feel they give me more attention than other parks to the actual birthday button. See, team members giving more attention I'm sorry, to my birthday, birthday buttons. Is a holiday. Even as a solo traveler on some of those visits, I can barely walk five feet without someone wishing me well. But even more so, there have been events, not just like free dessert at Mythos, by seeing the birthday button and mentioning yeah, it now on, I'm, now not I'm mentioning it on the reservation, but by seeing the button. Um, but a Seuss Landing button. storyteller once wrote Shane a birthday poem on the spot, and more than once. Uh, he's been boarding a random ride and out of nowhere an intercom voice would tell everyone to wish Shane a happy birthday. That's cool. Uh, again, I find it interesting that I've received this much attention as both a non-child and single traveler. Well, I'd be sh- curious to hear if you had similar findings, although I'm not suggesting Rhino turn his birthday week <laughs> into a birthday month for research. I hear you loud and clear. Birthday month it is, Shane. <laughs> um, I, well, what's really cool is if you know Shane, he's a he's a reserved individual. Yeah. So it's not, he's definitely not like being flat or whatever but it's something as simple as that button will make him thrilled and so like that extra stuff he's not doing it for attention or anything like that and it's by himself that solidifies the point that team members it's happened to him it's happened to me i think it's happened to a lot of us at universal if we've been alone for some reason universal just has this knack of when you're alone they go the extra mile and that happened to actually someone on our Diz team too uh jackie that's right which leads us, it's a segue into the next one where we talk about dining, but the attention that you get, and this wasn't even at, this was technically at uh, Royal Pacific Resort, not at one of the parks. But one of the but, resorts, yeah. Yes. Um, and so, Jackie, our community manager on disboards.com and member of the trip, uh, during our land and sea adventure that we did last May, she was dining at Captain Jake's at uh, Royal Pacific. And, uh, all of our plans all got mixed up, and so she wanted to have dinner, so she ended up going alone. Yeah, she was. She took our reservation, which was originally for six, I believe, yeah. and she ended up being the only one out of the six of us to be able to show up. So she did have dinner at Jake's by herself alone. Yeah, Jake's American Bar, not Captain Jake's. What the hell am I saying? And um, <laughs> um, it seemed like because she was there, she got exceptional service not only from the server but also the manager who came over and sat down at her table with her and spoke with her for a while made sure that she was getting the utmost attention um i think he where where she wasn't complaining about anything he actually called the server over at a point or two and demanded that the server you know take you know give her a a refill or make sure that something didn't look quite right and she needed a replacement without jackie even having to request anything and then um at the end he he validated her um parking and did something else that eliminated i can't remember exactly what it was but in some way he eliminated a fee that she had had he covered it something was comped i don't was it the parking the parking was comped yep okay um, and she just walked out of there feeling like, you know, Queen Elizabeth or something. Yeah. She was so happy. Showered in corgis. No, and a, that's another great point about Universal and also the Lowe's Hotel team members going out of their way to be great to people who are traveling solo to Universal. And now I want to really mark on dining. I think that dining at Universal by yourself is better than any other theme park 
out there. Um, I think we've all gone through it at one point where you need to eat at a park and you're alone. And so automatically you gravitate to a quick service because, well, you know, you feel better about sitting by yourself there than going into a restaurant and saying, oh, I'm all alone. I mean, I've done both. (laughs) I actually enjoy dining alone. (laughs) Seen and forgetting Sarah Marshall. But somebody else is joining you, right? No. No? Just Can I get you a magazine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so you've done it by yourself at Universal. You've dined alone there at a sit-down restaurant. I I will I will get to that. Okay. Not in the parks, technically. And I'll say, I'll Wherever. say I haven't done it in the parks because a I've you know I just don't really go and I don't eat alone at Universal that often. When I do, I stick to City Walk. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the restaurants, I mean, we've talked about it, a lot of the in-park dining isn't that great to begin with, so I gravitate to City Walk more or less. But um, I don't mind going and sitting at a table by myself. Again, I think whenever you do that anywhere, uh, Universal team members pick up on it very quickly, and they take care of you. But I like to stay at City Walk for the most part, for the most part, because all of the good places at City Walk, and I'm talking Anahitos, uh, Calfish, NBC Sports Grill and Brew, Emeralds, Vivo, they all have a bar that you can go and get a full service meal at and be there by yourself. Have that attention from the bartender. You don't have to drink because you're sitting at a bar. There's no rules oh, that no, say that. Not. But at the same time, you can have that great meal where no one looks at you because you're at a table alone. You're just sitting there at the bar casually having a meal. And I, I've done that basically at all the restaurants. Not NBC Sports Grill and Brew yet because that's still very new. I haven't gone to eat there alone yet. But I was yeah, about to be like, I'll go there with you and eat I, alone. <laughs> I've done it quite a bit and I've, you know, that's what I appreciate about it. I know at a lot of the Disney resorts their restaurants will have the bars attached so you can do that. But uh, there's it definitely doesn't have that same amount as the ones at City Walk, where I feel like mm-hmm. I can go eat there alone with no problems. There's also an advantage to doing that, and that is it saves time. Because when you go to these restaurants, a lot of times they will have wait lists. And, um, but the bars are, are, I don't know of any bar that isn't self-seating. Yeah. So if you are by yourself and you're willing to go sit at the bar, a lot of times you can get a seat immediately and you can get your food before, you know, the family of five that's been on the waiting list for 45 minutes. Yeah. I've only experienced it once at Vivo where I had to actually, I, I had to get the last seat at the bar because it was so packed. But in general, I've never had a problem walking up to a bar at Universal, getting a seat immediately, helping into that time management of being by myself at Universal. Mm-hmm. And then also having a relaxing meal where I can do I can do whatever. I can read a book. I can listen to a podcast. I can make, make conversation with the people around me, uh, which happens from time to time. You never know who you're going to meet. At any restaurant, every anywhere. Like one of my the biggest examples for me was whenever we were in Austria eating. Kylie and I were eating um, because it's like the German festival tables. How that sit, how they seat everyone at the restaurant we were eating at. They put a random Englishman next to us, and we ended up having one of the best conversations with someone I've ever had. And that's happened at Universal too, where you sit by yourself at a bar, you strike up conversation with just a random stranger and then you get taken away and you know everyone has that it's something in common to talk about whenever you're at universal you talk about what you're doing there and you know that's that's part of what i love so much about it so yeah dining i think dining's better traveling solo I, at I, universal. I have yet to experience i've done movies alone theme park alone but i haven't done haven't done the dining yet i haven't yes. been there yet but you'll get it i like the lodging myself alone Mm. Oh, you, is that where you were going? I did. Yes. I wasn't going okay. in there. I was going in the obvious for the when, last one. When you left Disneyland and you left two days early, and I think that was the first. I don't. That's the first time I can think of where I was like, "This is my hotel room now." Like <laughs> I'm alone in here, and so I was the only one who was alone. I am the hotel captain now. I, 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 I could wear my. Spider-Man pajamas and do whatever I wanted. Look at me. There is something uh, awesome but, about that. Yeah, it, it was. It's just like, and then when I went to California, I was alone too, and it was just very like, 
I don't know. It's like, here's my hotel room. It's going to be in the condition I want it to be in. Here's my bathroom that nobody's using. Here's me. And like, I can read a book in silence. I can watch whatever I want. I can sleep with the TV on as loud as I want. I can just mosey yep. around the hotel, go have a, bar, a drink at the bar, whatever. You can put the thermostat of the room to yep. the temperature that you like and best. And I've stayed at a lot of hotels by myself outside of... Um, outside of just uh, Universal and other places. But I can actually relate this to our last land and sea where I was at Royal Pacific all by myself. You had Jackie with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pete and Dustin were at the Hard Rock. Rhino was staying with Eli. And his friend. <laughs> his, his friend. very loud Portofino <laughs> sleeping friend. I was by myself in my room at Royal Pacific because I live so close. It would be stupid to have Kylie come and stay there. And... Oh, I just, I felt like royalty staying mm-hmm. in that room alone. Yeah. Likewise, uh, when we were um, covering Harry Potter celebration last year and I had the Royal, uh, not Royal Pacific, Portofino. Portofino Bay room. I was in the same boat too, again. There. All to myself. And that was a very like, whoa, this is a bit strange when you're used to having little children. Mommy, 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 mommy. You guys all stayed sudden, at the hotels for that? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. We tried the, the package that they um, oh, had yeah, and... Yeah, the, the the bathroom is the way that you want oh, it to be. And the Universal hotels are so beautiful. I mean, we've yeah. talked about it enough. They are so great staying in them that it's it's nice being able to appreciate those hotel rooms without having anyone else in there cluttering it up. You don't have other people waking you up before you want to oh, or yeah. keeping you up if you're wanting to go to bed. If you're uh, in a hotel that has a balcony, you can open the doors and leave them open if you like. Yeah. There's just so much freedom when you're by yourself. It's great. So, And some people take offense to it when you're like, I just want to... It's it's not there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with wanting to just be alone too yeah. for a little bit. It's on the flip side of people who are afraid to be alone and people who want to be alone. There's nothing wrong with it. You are allowed. You are in this body for only so often, so many years. You know, Enjoy like it. do what you want to do. <laughs> like be alone for a little bit. It, your brain will do miraculous things while you let it settle down. I know. You know? I I kind of have what doctors call a people problem. That I hate them and you, you don't I don't want to be around them. So being alone helps. Um, so let's talk about the one that was the obvious thing that everyone thinks about when traveling solo uh, that we'll save for last. To, well, because we're done. But single rider lines. Yeah. Um, that's generally what people think of right away. Um, well, I get to use all the single rider lines. Yeah, you can use it when your family's here. There's just a chance you don't get to ride together. Uh, the great thing about Universal, though, is pretty much the rides that you want to do are all uh, single rider lines. Uh, so take, for example, uh, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts, single rider line that is typically, for a while there, it was kind of strange whenever it first opened up that because of all the down and up and down and up, sometimes the single rider line would be just as long as the regular line was, hmm. which is always bizarre and funny. Um and then on the flip side, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey has a single rider line. You miss out on all the castle, which is sad, um, but it does have one, and it can uh, it can really help with the wait time. Whenever and you can go back and crazy. ask for a tour. Exactly, you can go back and ask for a castle tour if you still want to see it too. But um, then to just rip off the list real quick, um, Men in Black has single rider. Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket has it. Transformers has it. Spider-Man has it. Doctor Doom's Fearfall has it. And whenever the Incredible Hulk opens, reopens, reopens, that will most likely have the single rider line that it had before, too. So all the the premier attractions have single rider lines, which really help out. And, you know, as as a team member at one point in time, it was so nice having sing, like actual solo people get in the single rider lines because you know there was never going to be that last minute fight about, well, I want to go with my family. Well, why did you get in the freaking single rider line then, you idiot? <laughs> There's... It's it's not only uh, it only makes team members happy, but it's also a benefit uh, to you that you have these great ones. And of course, Disney has them too. But I think Universal is very smart about the ones that they have single rider lines on. They they put thought into which ones actually need them, and it is a great resource and perfect for anyone traveling solo. I you can't not use their single rider lines and say that you missed out on stuff at Universal. It's 
just not possible. And Universal is like a place I feel a lot more comfortable being alone to. Like there are some moments like uh, so I had to go in to take photos of Club Disney yesterday and I was like, I just feel like people give me a lot of looks like, where's this guy's kid? And, you know, you know, that happens sometimes. And I feel like since Universal is a little more uh, adult oriented sometimes, yeah. not always. I'm just saying a lot of times they they lean toward the more mature and like. There's a lot less of those like awkward moments where I'm like, oh, I feel awkward in this like thing that I really want to enjoy experiencing because it's from my childhood, but like people are judging me. Yeah, I don't feel that as often there. Exactly. You know? No, I I can't say enough good things about the single rider lines. Um, Man, I want to go alone by myself to Universal today. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna so, go get a hotel room. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be going back soon by myself. I know with with our schedules now. Uh, a lot of our part-time will be by ourselves if we have to go and get good content from Universal. But I, I think that's the exciting thing. And part of the benefit of having this conversation is that not only do does everyone else know out there that it is okay and there are some great benefits to traveling alone to Universal, but it's also good for us to know that we don't always have to go as a group and uh, rely on each other's company. Uh, you know, I could listen to a lot more podcasts while I'm walking around if I don't have you all there with me. This is true. It's true. It's very true. So any last remarks or statements? Nah, bro. No? Okay. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it then for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Thank you so, so much to everyone out there who took the time to listen to this or watch this. I know it's a lot to get through. And as always, we, we continue to suck, but one day we will get better, I'm sure. One maybe we'll be a big grown-up podcast. Yeah, one day. We'll, we'll earn our stars and our buttons and whatever. But no, thank you so much out there. Uh, please leave us any feedback you may have for the show. Uh, although we might get snarky and aggressive with the feedback, uh, we still do take it into consideration and appreciate having it at all. So uh, subscribe to us on iTunes on youtube at youtube.com slash that's where all our shows will be um and if you need links to everything of course check out the show notes page www.disunplugged.com that's where you have everything you need to know uh, including how to contact us and and talk to us and all that good jazz follow us on social media facebook twitter instagram everything it's all in the show notes too and uh, most of all Again, thank you so much. We wouldn't be doing this without you guys. So we will be back next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition where we will talk about, I don't know. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We didn't talk about our, uh, our resolutions. We'll get to the resolutions next week. <laughs> okay. We'll get to the resolutions next week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be our resolution to get to the resolution. The resolution for this week will be to get to the resolutions next week. So that is is now going to do it for this episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. We'll be back next week, but remember, Alan Rickman is universal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>